0: Great to be with you today. I don't know whether you noticed on uh, the news, they had a uh, a track meet last weekend in uh, Victoria, primary school. So they were asking some of the kids that had won the track meet, had done well, they said, uh, what's, they asked this one eight-year-old boy, and they said to him, what's the key? I mean, you won, eh? You got first prize. What's the, What's the key to that? And he stuck his cute little face in the camera and he said, there's nothing to it. You just run straight as fast as you can and you don't look back. (laughs) I thought it was pretty good. I mean, that's that's a deep theology right there, let me tell you. That's, That's biblical. Forgetting those things that are behind and stretching out with all that is within me for the things that are ahead. I run the race that he has set out before me. So we're really, really, really delighted to be here today. Here's a couple with a real—a family with a real good track record, and once again, here they go. We get to be a part of it. Bless you guys. You've run the race well, and we know that uh, you're going to get the prize in Edmonton. We have such an expectancy for Edmonton. Been asking God for some years. You're the result of my prayers. God give us a church in Edmonton. Give us an inheritance there. We appreciate there are other churches in Edmonton. But uh, we want some inheritance there. And I really feel God's got good things in mind. Why does that come up there? I like this new technology, but... uh, We've got a bit of history with this church. We're, We're excited in two ways today. One is that we really have fallen in love with this family that are getting sent out here. don't like the idea at all of them not being as close as I'm sure you're feeling this morning. But uh, we also got some history of this church. When we come in here, we just feel like family. It just feels like at home. I, I don't have any adjustment when I come in this church, but we, we go right back uh, with this church. Mike uh, asked me to share this again, but uh, we, we go right back to when you were a church plant. Probably a dozen or so of you. There are a few people around here, I notice, from those days. And uh, we weren't relating to NCMI, but uh, we really fell for Mike and Deb. We just became really good friends. We met at something. And, uh, you know, what's not to love, you know? (laughs) We really fell for them and just became really good friends, and they were just starting off here. We'd been going for a while, like 50 years. And uh, (laughs) so we said, hey, we got all these worship teams. we got preachers. So we were sending a regular stream of people up here in your early days, and uh, it's just exciting. We ended up supporting Mike for a while, uh, Mike and Deb uh, financially, and then eventually, Mike had somebody here from the team, the guy who was heading up the team, invited me along, and the rest is history, so we're all, we're really in the same boat now, but I just want you to know we were in the same boat before you were relating to NCMI, and uh, got some history. We actually go back even further than that, uh, Mike and I, uh, Mike and Deb probably lived about a kilometer away of all the places you could be in Africa, you know. <laughs> we were about a kilometer away from where they lived. Uh, we were running a, a school called All Africa Bible College for 10 years in South Africa, working up into the countries of Southern Africa. And uh, Mike actually came and spoke a couple of times at the college, but I, I didn't meet him. I didn't know him, and I, I didn't meet He told me afterwards, no, I actually spoke there, you yeah. know. So we must have been away on some trip somewhere. And, uh, but just as we were leaving Africa, we were battling with leaving South Africa. We really felt like we were made for Africa, and God was opening new doors. and It was just an exciting time. In the midst of that, you know, all that excitement, just everything we dream for, God just says, up, you know, <laughs> sending you back to Canada. It's, no, I was battling with that, and uh, a gal that was working in our um, Bible school, she actually went to the church where Mike was an elder, and she said, hey, we've got these meetings on, the Holy Spirit's moving, why don't you come to one of those? So we went along to that, and uh, Mike was oversighting the service, so that's as close as I ever got to Mike. And uh, I got prayed for and ended up on the carpet. And God just downloaded a vision for why He was sending me back to Canada. And I felt like God said, you, you've learned some things. You've been effective in reaching into Africa. But what I put in you, I want to put in other people. So this is uh, kind of, you know, just to add a little addendum to that. Mark is leading the church now that I led for 19 years who's from here, one of your elders, he actually lived a couple of blocks away from that church when we were having those meetings. And he wasn't even saved, you know. I mean, I didn't know Mike. He wasn't saved. And it's just, to me, I can just see God up in heaven going, these guys see what I do, you know? (laughs) Mark was going to school with my kids. He was probably one of those young guys that I was going, it's my girls, you know. <laughs> so anyways, that leads me into, hopefully leads me into where we're going this morning. But uh, I've got a few points I just wanted to share and that we're going to lay hands on this family and prophesy over them and send them out. It's an exciting day. I, uh, I'd like us to turn first to Acts one eight. Uh, I just want to remind us that ours is a going vision. I think there's kind of a... Tenderness. We've sent out a number of our families over the years to plant, and we've been a part of that, and we know the tenderness that's involved in that. But on the other hand, this is what we do. This is who we are. And I kind of want to feed into that this morning, uh, just the biblical reason for why we're doing what we're doing here. And just to remind you that ours is a going vision. In Acts 1.8, it says, But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. You'll be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in all of Judea and Samaria, and to the ends of the earth." Here's Jesus' last words before He leaves, you know. It's great commission to the church, and Matthew kind of qualifies it a little more to remind us that we're not just called to make converts, but we're called to make disciples. But there's this vision that Jesus just leaves us with, and then He's gone, you know. And uh, it's Jerusalem. That's the city where you're living. Nanaimo is your Jerusalem, by the way. Judea would be your country, your region that you live in, Canada. Samaria is going cross-culturally. Samaria was a whole other culture. And then, of course, the ends of the earth. Well, we're not all called to go to the ends of the earth. We're not all called to go to Judea, but we all are called to Jerusalem, Nanaimo. God's called you full-time to this place. And uh, we may not be called to go to the ends of the earth, but God wants all of us to catch a vision for that because that's His heart. That's God's vision for you as a church. We want to be a part of that. But God wants us all to be effective where we are right here on earth. And uh, sometimes we can kind of get the idea, well, those guys go out, you know, and these guys are on staff here and there are other people involved in ministry. But that's not what we're called to. We are called to have an impact right where we live and work, and uh, that's our full-time call. I just want to remind you of that. I had a friend when I was in South Africa who planted a church in Wales, and a couple just did a great job of it. We were able to visit them a number of times there. But uh, they have a big uh, industry in that area where they were uh, planting the church. And one of the guys in his church, they got saved. A young couple got saved, and this guy was working in that plant. And this guy just thought, well, I bet there are other Christians in here. Let's get together at lunchtime and kind of encourage one another. That's how it started off. Well, that thing grew so big, it was bigger than most churches. You know, this huge steelworks that they have there. And uh, I, I just share that to say uh, God wants us to have an impact where we are. We may not all have the anointing that that couple have and calling that they have to plant a church within an industry, but wherever you are, that's where God has called you. But there are some people who are called to go to the ends of the earth. And uh, the eels have already done that. They came here. just want to remind you, you are the ends of the earth. You know? LAUGHTER <laughs> They kind of think like, you know, destitute people, that's the ends of the earth. No, there's destitute people here, wayward, destitute, spiritually people. And God's taking people from other parts of the earth. You come from South Africa and you fly northwest, when you get to Vancouver Island, after Vancouver Island, you start flying home. This is as far as you can go, you know. So they've already done that bit, got that over with. and uh, they've already done Samaria they went to India for a season I lived in India so we've done that now let's see what's left to do oh <laughs> well, yeah there's Judea Canada <laughs> yeah. somebody needs to go across the Rockies and uh they've done Jerusalem also I'm sure in the places they've lived so praise God for them we really commend them for what they're doing it's not a light thing but on the other hand, they're not doing it because they think it's a great idea. They're doing it because it's a God idea. And we just want to be in the center of where God wants us. You know. That's the best place to be. You, know. you could hang on to Nanaimo, but it would get sour if it's not where God wants you. My second point is, is that Jesus died for the whole world, just a reminder of that. Have a look at this one. I, I, you know, I invite people to look things up, but people don't do that anymore. But if you've got a Bible or a Bible app, just go over to... Isaiah 53, it's such a good chapter, and uh, Isaiah 54, verse 2, is the scripture they're going to put up for you, oh, you got already got it up there, uh, enlarge the place of your tent, I mean, we know this scripture, right, we often use this probably in moving into this building here from the building you were in, I bet somebody shared that at some time, you know, you're just going kind to of hear this regularly, prophetically, for enlarging the size of your church, and it, it, that's good. I mean, it fits, it fits that, but it's more than that. Large the place of your tent, stretch your tent curtains wide, do not hold back, lengthen your cords, strengthen your stakes, for you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. Isaiah, I just wanted us to just recognize something, that Isaiah 53 comes before Isaiah 54. I mean, you needed me to come and tell you that, didn't you? <laughs> but, I mean, Isaiah 54 starts off the way it starts because of that whole chapter before. And Isaiah 53 is this incredible picture of the cross. I mean, it's it's so graphic and so real. There are hundreds of scriptures, hundreds of places in the Bible that point to Christ. But boy, there's none that's painted. It is like somebody saw Jesus die on the cross, heard the theology that came out of that, and then went and wrote Isaiah 53. But they didn't do that. Isaiah 53 was written 700 years before Jesus actually did all that stuff on the cross. So for you who are here who don't know the Lord, and you're using that old fable where, ah, the Bible's just a comic book. That's what I used to say. I was a real expert on the Bible, never having read it, you know. <laughs> nah, it's just some story, you know, that's been made up. But the only one problem, there's hundreds of scriptures that all point to Jesus hundreds of years before he came. At least you have to take this Bible seriously. And that's how I got saved. Somebody challenged me with what I was saying. Nah, this is the Bible, you know. Well, once you start taking the Bible seriously, then you're seriously in trouble, you know. As Jesus said, if you seek me, you'll find me. You start looking for him in the Word. Anyways, that's not what we're sharing this morning. What we're talking about is the fact that Isaiah 53 is this incredible picture of Jesus on the cross. Then it goes right into 54. Sing, O barren woman, you who never bore a child, burst into song and shout for joy. Don't you like that? I mean, Oceanside Church, you're tender this morning, but burst into song and shout for joy. Why? Because Jesus did what he did on the cross. And because of what he did on the cross, it's no longer all about Israel, Israel keeping God all to themselves, Jehovah to themselves. It's the whole earth now. The whole world opens up because more are the children of the desolate woman than of her who has a husband, says the Lord. That's what God's trying to say by that. I mean, because of what Jesus—you know you, you, you know, you don't have an excuse for a bad day. I appreciate we go through bad days, and I have to preach this up myself regularly. But really, in the light of what—I mean, that's the greatest thing that ever happened in history, you know. And guess what? God gave us the grace to have eyes open to see it and embrace it, and embrace Him, this amazing, amazing grace of God, you know, that has saved us, the blood of Jesus Christ. So burst into song, you know. Shout for joy, you know. Because you may have just been a little country called Israel with a few people holding this thing to yourself, but guess what? I'm gonna spread this thing over the whole earth, you know. Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the outermost parts of the earth. So enlarge the place of your tent. Don't keep this thing to yourself. Go bigger. Stretch your curtains out and your cords, you know. Not for the four of us and no more, or 400 of us and no more. God says, knock out the walls. Go big. Get a big vision. You may not be going to these places that we're talking about, but God wants everybody to have a vision for them because his heart is for the whole world. You know. He died for the whole earth. But don't stop at Nanaimo. Bless God that you burst out your walls, eh? And enlarged your tent here. Don't stop there. Keep on going. His heart's for the whole earth. For the rest of Canada, He's got an inheritance for you in the prairies, right over those Rockies there. How about keeping on going? Amen? When we get to Edmonton, we just keep on going. How about Winnipeg? Anybody want to go to Winnipeg? You know, <laughs> I'm gonna bless you. That's <laughs> good <get> on you. Yeah. <laughs> How about Sudbury? You know, <laughs> I don't know. There's some cities out there. They need Jesus. They really do need the freedom that we're enjoying. How about Newfoundland? I, I actually feel as churches got Newfoundland in them. I, I really do. I mean, you talk about another culture. You know. have we got any Newfies here? Anybody who admit they're a Newfie? Are you? Fantastic. I mean, you're the butt of a lot of our jokes. I'm sorry about that, but (laughs) but I have never met a Newfie I don't like. Don't let me down. I'm going to come and talk to you after the service here. I mean, Newfie, you just got to love Newfoundland people. That would be just the greatest place. Go plant a church there, and I'll come and visit you. I'm just just saying. (laughs) Well, that goes into... Verse 3, for you will spread out to the right and to the left, and your descendants will dispossess nations and settle in their desolate cities. That's why you need to get a bigger vision. God wants you to go and dispossess some things, you know. The enemy's had it too long. It doesn't belong to the enemy, by the way. Jesus bought it all at the cross. He's given us authority to go in and take some of these places. I uh, looked up dispossessed in the dictionary. It means to deprive someone of land, property, or possessions. Don't you, don't you want to do that? <laughs> I mean, deprive the enemy of some places in Canada. We got Mark, Mark and, and uh, what's her name again? Jen, <laughs> our leading trinity. <laughs> I hand it over to this couple. I can't think of their names there. But uh, they're all ready to plant. Why don't you stand up, Menez? Menez? This is Menez's doctor. His wife couldn't be here. She had to be at something, but he got their son with them. Say hi to them afterwards. They're going to plant. They're they're going back to the Philippines. I mean, they they came here with nothing. I remember that 20 years ago, and I mean, they had nothing. They bought one bicycle, and uh, uh, Arlene got pregnant, and Menez used to put Arlene pregnant up on the bike and take her to work, you know. I mean, that's where they started up, but You wouldn't believe how god has prospered this couple they're doing really well and they could really just stay in canada and hang on to it all and say thank you lord but they've really been feeling a stirring god saying i want you to go back so they're in the stages of that so it's good to have them with us here this morning let me move on from here Uh, uh, uh my third point is is god wants us to go he wants us to touch jerusalem judea samaria and the outermost parts of the earth but we need to do it with planting churches. Planting churches is God's biggest strategy for evangelism. There are all kinds of evangelism strategies and books and ideas of how to do it. But if there isn't a local church at the heart of that, then you're going to make a lot of converts and not many disciples. This uh, first day, we're, we're back in Acts 2 again. How are we doing? Yeah, I couldn't give you the whole scripture. You know, there's It's amazing. I mean, the Spirit gets poured out. Jesus said, wait for power uh, comes on you on on high. Uh, Power falls in the beginning of chapter 2 of Acts, and the church immediately recognized. Well, there wasn't any church. The guys who were meeting together in the upper room praying, recognize it, and they preach the gospel, and 3,000 people get saved The signs and wonders following. And right in the middle of that chapter in Acts 2 is just a little snapshot of the other thing that they did. And sometimes people are, oh, no, it's all about the power. It's all about getting out there. Yeah, and it's the whole package, you know. <laughs> and part of the whole package is, is they planted a church right off. They recognize it's no use doing this thing here uh, and just leaving converts out there. No, you need to build community here, a family where we can nurture and build these people up and help them have the influence they're called to in Jerusalem, literally, Jerusalem. <laughs> they're Jerusalem. <laughs> Uh, have the influence in the places of their uh, where they touch this city and out of it will rise leaders and uh, we'll train up and equip those leaders and then we'll send them out to different places so that's what we see in the in the book of acts just right off the start and uh, Hi, uh, I, uh, I, I've got so much here, I, I just really am committed to moving us along, but uh, I, I really believe that's God's strategy, and, and people say, well, how often should you do that? Just keep doing it again and again and again, you know, just do it over and over again. This is the doctor here, well, this is the dose, you know, how many times should I take this thing? Just take it over and over again, you know. And I feel just prophetically that that's God's word for you. I, I believe as a church, I think you know that already. You probably had it spoken over you. But it's nice to make it as a declaration. There's power in prophecies. I want to prophesy over you that what you're doing here, what you did with Mark and Jen in sending them out, now, wow, here we go again, another one of our leaders. I, God's just going to keep repeating that again and again. He's given you the resources that he's given you to go and plant and do it again and again and again. And I I feel there are parts of the world that God has. Jackie. Yeah, why don't you come up? Have you got a mic there? I was going to get her to do this at the end, but she said, how about right now? (laughs) It is a good place to do it.
1: Just fits with what he's saying. This is a... I I just need a little light, sorry. Um, This is a prophetic word that um, one of the girls from our church who came up with Mark and Jen about a month and a half ago um, to Oceanside, there was a group came up, and she came up and she got this word while you were all in the prayer time together, but she never gave the word out. And so she's given it to me to give to you today, so I'm just going to read what she wrote, okay? I saw a large group of people from Oceanside gathered around a smaller group. The large group were boosting them up with their hands and flinging them up in the air like a cheerleading squad. One by one, they did this to each of the smaller group. When the people did not come back down and after being being tossed high into the air, I asked God why, where did they go? And he said that he was using... Um, Oceanside Church to send people out and to set people on mountaintops. Then I was able to see those people. They were standing on mountain peaks, some far away, some not quite as far, and God said again that he was using Oceanside Church to be a sending church, and those sent would stand atop mountains. (laughs) Look for the mountains even in the prairies. Thank you,
0: Lauren. (laughs) <laughs> They've got mountains in the prairies, you know. <laughs> it reminds me of a guy who was kind of looking in for a while. He asked me to come to his church in, uh, in Saskatchewan, and uh, it's a place called Nut Mountain. So I went, and Nut Mountain is flat as a billiard bowl, uh, a <laughs> table, you know. I said, where's the mountain? He said, well, just pick any of those piles of dung there, and that's the, that's the mountain, you know. I mean, they do flat out there, don't they? It's just beautiful, though. I love it. All right, let me give you my last point, and that is is that as we go, we're called to go and plant, but we're called to go and plant if we want to do it biblically. We see this model, modeled for us in the Bible of actually planting with a team, a translocal team. And uh, Acts 14.21, again, these little snapshots, it gets lived out in the rest of Acts, but uh, it says in Acts 14.21, they returned. They, they being a translocal team, by the way. This is Paul and Barnabas. The early stages of the development of a five-fold apostles, prophets, pastors, teachers, and evangelists uh, team that churches in the New Testament related to. And they returned. They returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch. So they were going out, encouraging other churches, coming back again to those churches. So that church had just a regular stream of different people from that team. And uh, it says here, they strengthen the disciples and encourage them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God. So that, that's the value that there is in an apostolic team. We don't just say, okay, bless you, go out there and plant. Uh, that plant begins to build relationship with people on the team, or already built relationship with people on this team. We, we have a team that we relate to. It's not Paul and Barnabas anymore, by the way. <laughs> We've got, They're called NCMI. If you're new to this church, you don't recognize that. New Covenant Ministry International. There's all kinds of different other apostolic groups in the earth and doing a great job. This is the group God said, I want you to be a part of. And so we're part of that team. And that team is working into all the continents of the world right now and tens of thousands of churches relating to a team that's close to 400, I think, on the team now. So when we get together, we're like a great big church, you know? We're a good-sized church when we get together It's a team. But uh, that's the team that God's called us to be a part of. And, and uh, as groups come into relationship with that team— they receive what we're looking at in Acts 14 here, just an encouragement and a strengthening coming alongside of them, people who are having a perspective outside of the local. When you're in the local, it's very easy to just, the rock face is right there, and it gets so that's all you can see, you know. And I find part of being on this team and going around is just opening people's eyes up to say, no, it's bigger than that, you know. Some things can be overwhelming, just, but it's all right there, you know. You just want to broaden them and open them up a little bit, and... Uh, we're seeing things happening in other places so we can help offer some encouragement and some wisdom uh, that the local elders get to draw from. You have people on that team. You have Mike and Deb and Paul and Katie um, on that team. I'm sure God will add others into the future. Bless you for that. I mean, you're already going. All of that thousands of things that are happening around the world, you know, are part of your inheritance, just in relating to that team. But you actually have people on that team. And uh, bless you for that. Bless you for your sending already. We really appreciate it. Mark and Jen are just doing an amazing job. I, I get blown away every Sunday. I sit there going, pinch me. <laughs> you know, I died and went to heaven. <laughs> They're really doing a great, great job. So we appreciate you sending. They actually went down to plant in Victoria, but it was just at the time that we were feeling like God said it's time to hand over, so two things came together. And now here you are, sending to Edmonton. Wow, blessings upon you. It says here, the rest of the Scripture we're reading, it says in verse 23, Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each of the churches, and with prayer and fasting committed them to the Lord in whom they would put their trust. Another place, it says that uh, in Ephesians 4.13, it says when they sent them out, they sent them out with prayer and fasting, and they laid their hands on them. So that's what we're doing. We just see the value of the team coming alongside here. They were going around to these churches, helping to identify leaders, and uh, put them in place uh, in those different churches that were being planted. We get to be a part of that. Amen? A little bit of a biblical snapshot for you. I don't know how. I'd sure like to share a lot more with you, but I'm sure that'll come in the future. But I'm going to invite all of the elders and wives and uh, this amazing family to come up. Great to have the whole family here. Uh, We're just going to take a bit of time, prophesy over them, lay hands on them. We've been fasting for this time and we're trusting god's going to impart something so stay active in this i mean reach your heart out to them this is a big deal to go there there's an enemy in edmonton who does not want to be dispossessed by the way (laughs) but i believe god's got some favor for them take some ground amen great let's get everybody forward here um hi
2: We coming up here? Yeah. Great. Well, come on up. Just as we um, take a moment to pray for these guys, I just wanted to share a few things and say a few things. Um, yes, we are going to send them out with prayer. But I want to just say, too, that we're also sending them out with financial support. Um, we're going to be supporting this family right through till December. We will reevaluate where we're at and what's happening in Explore Life Church then. Um, and they're actually in the process of getting their charitable status and um, getting themselves established as a church in that place. And as that comes, we will keep you informed, but that will open up further doors for us to sow into and bless this church plant and this family. And just in saying that, just to say to you, if, if you feel in your heart that you want to bless this family, that you want to sow into what God's doing, I want to encourage you to do it, to be generous, and to do that directly with this family, with Russ and Glynn, um, I don't wanna skip past that moment. There's something Good. incredible about being able to sew into something that God's doing. And uh, this isn't just a single moment. Um, we're trusting that actually this partnership is gonna carry on for a long time. Um, I do have a couple of other things that I wanna say. Just on behalf of our eldership team and our church community, I wanna say some thank yous. And I wrote mm. some down so I don't forget these. But thank you guys for pouring into our lives and our community. Thank you from the moment that you arrived that you guys gave selflessly and that you did it with everything that you had. Thank you, Darren, Jaden, you guys. You're such amazing examples of young men that love God, that are willing to serve and to just follow what God says. It's not easy to move countries. It's not easy to move churches and cities, but you've done it and you've done it well. And God has amazing inheritance for you two boys in this. More thank yous. Thank you guys for all the stuff that you that we know that we've seen but thank you for the stuff you've done behind the scenes you've done a lot behind the scenes and we want to say thank you thank you for loving us even when maybe we've been prickly and difficult i know that's some of you right that's not <laughs> on of us up here um thank you guys for always being team players and for fighting for other people's inheritance and just to say that this isn't goodbye you know for us Friends, this isn't actually a goodbye for Russ and Glenn. Um, this is a see you later. Um, as we've partnered and worked together here, we're going to partner and work together just a little further away. They're going to be in Edmonton, and and I want to trust that you catch that revelation in the heart of that this morning. Um, I just um, wanted to make sure that you you heard from us as a team that it has been an absolute honor. And privilege to learn to serve alongside you guys, um, it has been a privilege to serve on an eldership team with you guys. so thank you, and I have something for you. So a while back in, um, in one of our elders' meetings, you were sharing. That you guys were sharing about uh, all the people that God has been bringing alongside. And in Edmonton, there's already these people coming out of nowhere with interest to be a part of what God wants to do there. And I actually have this picture of of you, Russ, holding a trowel and a mason trowel. And I have a mason trowel for you. Mm. I have an Explore Life, and Explore Life orange <laughs> with Explore Life engraved on this trowel. And this is for you. And I really feel like the Lord would say that that he is building his church. But he's putting a trowel in your hand. And as he gathers people, as he gathers the living stones, that he's going to give you a grace and ability to put them together. And it's not going to be um, Russ and Glynn that hold them together. It's, it's the cement. And the cement is the love of God. It's the agape of Him. And you build on the foundation of the cornerstone, which is Jesus. And you line the stones up in that way. And as you apply His love and grace in that place, just have such a sense He's going to give you the skill of hand to unite the stones, to bring unity with people, and to build something for His glory in that city. We love you. And we send you with everything. Bless you guys. We want to pray for you.
3: I I just feel, I want to give us opportunity just for any of you guys that want to share um, on your heart before maybe we go into prayer and just sending them off. So, Anz, you got something? Can I? Yeah. we just shared this
4: verse with you earlier this week but um, in Joshua 1 uh, 5 to 6 is just as I was with Moses so I will be with you I will not leave you or forsake you Mm -hmm. and that's the bit for you And then there's the bit for the people you're going for. Be strong and courageous, for you shall cause this people to inherit the land that I swore to their fathers to give to them. And Lord God, we just pray over this family, Lord God, as they go for other people's inheritance. Lord, they're going to see their own inheritance grow in your kingdom, but they're going to cause other people to gain inheritance in your kingdom, Lord Jesus. Lord, people that don't know you will know you soon because of this family that are going, Lord God. People who have been on the sidelines and been yeah, don't, haven't had a place to connect. We'll be connected to you soon, Lord God, because of what you're doing, Lord God. So I just thank you, Lord, for this family's inheritance, Lord God. I thank you, Lord, that uh, you're, you're doing mighty things through them, Lord God. But I just thank you for the people that they're going for. You've got names. You've got long lists of names written out in the book of life that are ready to be added when this family goes. So Lord, we just pray for a tidal wave of new believers to come through, Lord God. We thank you for all the believers that aren't connected and are going to find a church with them, Lord. But we pray for the guys who don't have a faith yet, who don't know you yet, who aren't adopted into your family yet, to become sons and daughters through these guys. And Lord, I just want to pray for for, for Jaden and Darren as well, Lord. Lord, I just pray that you raise these guys up into leadership, Lord Father. Lord, I've just seen just the spiritual gifts pour out of this family. Like just as Russ preaches and leads meetings and everything, you see a guy who's who's not scared to go where you're calling him and I just pray the same things for his boys now Lord God as they as they grow up into manhood uh, manhood and maturity isn't an age it's not a it's not a driving license it's not a a mortgage or anything like that it's a spiritual thing and God is just cloaking you with that thing right now as you go and uh, he's bringing you into something and he's going to do great things through you boys as well yeah so Lord we just thank you for the inheritance of them and and for the others that's that's coming as well
1: I have, um, I have a word from Thessalonians. Could I just have a bit of space? Thanks. Um, and it comes from 1 Thessalonians chapter 1. It says, to the, third, to the church of the Thessalonians, in God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, grace and peace to you. To the church in Nanaimo at Oceanside, grace, the grace of God imparted to you to release this couple. And peace to your hearts. As they as they leave uh, a hollow in there um, from the Lord, and it says we always and this is this is your part as a church. Now we always thank God for you, for all of you, mentioning you in our prayers. So let's thanking God for them and for uh, releasing them, and in our prayers mentioning them always in our prayers. Uh, the there's scriptures. For this reason, I kneel. W- what do you get down on your knees and pray for? We get down and we pray for those that we know, those that we love, those that are gone. And I believe that that's a call to this church is to be praying for this church plant, Beautiful. because we thank God for them, mentioning them in our prayers. We constantly remember before our God and Father their work produced by faith, their faith. Um, oh, let me see. I'm sorry. <laughs> Their your work produced by their faith. Their faith is calling them to go out, and that work um, is being is from their faith. Their labor that they're going to put into Edmonton by love, the labor that is pr- that is um, produced uh, by love, and your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by our hope in the lord jesus christ mm-hmm. keeping him central at all times we see jesus being the hope that calls them to plant and i really felt god show me when we were in the worship there that you are going to plant churches ah, from I your church uh, just to have a vision for beyond today yeah. beyond yeah. just going and gathering but yeah. knowing that God's going to use you to plant out more churches that we're going to see. We are going people, and God has called us to go to plant, to raise up disciples, to plant out more, to raise up disciples, to plant out more. Mm. God's vision, God's kingdom, and I see you fulfilling that in him. I thank Thank you, Lord, for your fulfillment, Lord, in
5: Jesus Christ, all things. Amen. Amen. So Kinsikaroi is um, is a Japanese method of repairing broken pottery with um, with gold, where the mended um, brokenness becomes part of the object's design, and um, the end result is even more beautiful, having gone through that process um, of being broken and repaired again. Um, so I I can see it as a beautiful masterpiece and. Um, the Thank moment God. going in, being used, and I don't have that gift here, <laughs> a piece of pottery <laughs> remended by gold, um, but I know that this time moving to Canada um, was a big process, um, getting adjusted to the culture, learning lots um, during this phase. I, I, I believe that this part in Canada was just a process of Kats- Katsuneroy, where... Um, it's, it's a process of preparing yourself of what is to come. And mm. I pray that God um, will, will bless you and yeah. the time to come that he will shine his face upon you. Oh, thank
6: you. Mm. Anybody else? Yeah, just, um, <clears throat> just as we were praying, I was just, um, just reminded of the, uh, that story Uh, where the Israelites were in battle, and uh, Moses needed his his hands raised. And so I just felt to uh, just to pray over that piece of, um, I think it's in Galatians 2, where it says, don't grow tired of doing good. And so in this process, there's going to be times where it's busy, but I just really just feel to pray over just the people to come alongside and to carry that weight. So Father, yeah, just as you just reminded me of that picture, God. I just pray that over this family, Lord God. I just pray over that people would come alongside and support support these boys. I just pray for friends, Lord God, godly friends to come alongside them, to lift them up, to... Thank point them Lord. towards you and not away from you, but towards you, Lord God. So I just pray for that. I just pray for this couple, Lord God. just Thank pray God. for people to lift their hands yeah. in the Jesus. time of need, Lord God. I just pray it, it would come at a timely matter, not at the end of the rope, but mm. before that, Lord God, that people would come alongside and just just lift up their hands, Lord God, that they would take their part, that there'd be people with leadership potential, there'd be people with, um, yeah, just servant hearts, that there'd be people... Um, financially, just everything, Lord God, just to help this family along, Lord God. Yeah. So, Father, I just pray that they, that would come quickly, Lord God, that it wouldn't be uh, a Thank difficult you. time, but people would be just drawn not to, to them, but to you, Lord God, to your light, Thank to him. your love that they are shining in this community, that, Father, that they would want to be a part of just that amazing blessing of being a part of your family to to bless those people that need it in the city of Edmonton in the province and and in the nation so Lord God I just pray for that Lord God pray for a breakthrough in that for people of capacity in the name of Jesus to come to this couple Lord God that father they'd come from all over the world but they would also I just pray Lord God maybe a a selfish Canadian thing but Canadians as well Lord God would come that they would get a heart for this Lord God that father the city of Edmonton to reach Edmontonians, Lord God. Yeah. So, Father, I just pray for that in the mighty name of Jesus, Thank Lord. You. Thank, Thank, you Thank, Thank you, Father.
0: Just got a word. Uh, has somebody else got something? It's going to go at the end, but uh, yeah, I just, uh, what I've been praying for you the last couple of weeks, but uh, for this time, but I saw a picture of a prison. It's like you see in a movie where you've got layers and layers, like from inside, you know, you can see up floors of of prison rooms, barred, you know. I felt like the bars were coming back and they were opening up. I felt like it was just a picture for you that you're going to set people free. I think setting free of people from uh, darkness, yeah. but also setting free people from darkness of religion, you know. Mm. And I, I just really wanted to pray that over you, if oh, you could. You. Father, we just lay hands on this... Yeah. couple Lord now and this family we thank you for all the things that have been prophesied over them and all the things you've spoken into their heart in this plant Lord and that uh, we say amen Lord let it be Lord God there be a, a freedom Lord a setting of people free we thank you for captives people not just bound uh, for lack of salvation Lord but bound in salvation bound by church religion Uh, there's going to be a setting free now in Jesus' name. I declare it over this family. A setting free of many now, a releasing of many now. We just thank you, Father, for unsaved people getting set free from darkness, coming in, Lord God, the freedom that there is in Christ. We thank you for a new message, a fresh message of grace that sets people free, establishes them in your truth, Lord God. And uh, we just thank you for blind eyes being opened, Lord, and captives set free, and the dispossessing now of cities and nations, Lord, that will come out of this church. And we pray your blessing, Lord, your abundant favor on this couple now and, this, and these two boys. Everything they need now, Lord. Release it, Lord God. Release it. As a church, we just release them and free them up now. Be all you've called them to be. Run, run, run with everything that's in you, not looking back. Thank you, you, Jesus. Amen.
4: Take your sword. Uh, just one more thing. Um, we got the barbecue afterwards as well. It's been a great excuse to, to celebrate with these guys longer and to come over there. You're obviously welcome to come over there, even if you're your first time at church or anything like that. Um, there's lots of people here. Like it's great for elders to, to pray for these guys, but I'm sure you guys have prophetic words, you have scriptures on your hearts, you have words of encouragement. Um, so we've actually got a book over at the, at the barbecue that you can sign, that you can write things in, you put scriptures. We've also got a little Polaroid camera to that. So we've got hundreds and hundreds of sheets of Polaroid. So Please come, grab the camera, take her a picture of you guys, and let's fill this book uh, with some beautiful memories and encouragement and prophetic vision into the future. Yeah.
7: I'm just going to put this down before I drop it on somebody's toe. Yeah, just so grateful for what God has done with us through these five and a half years. And it's just been such a privilege. And I look around to see your faces here. Many of you were here five and a half years ago, but many of you weren't. And it's just such a privilege to have been able to see God in action through this body. And you, although we are leaving, uh, there's a couple of things I just want to mention. Is that first of all, you are never going to be out of our thoughts, our hearts, and our prayers. We love you. We are part of this family. As much as we are going to Edmonton, and by us going to Edmonton, you are gaining an inheritance we still have an inheritance in Nanaimo. And I'm so grateful for that. And so I felt, a char- I felt like I wanted to leave a charge over you this morning. You know, I've, um, I've had the privilege... Yeah, this wasn't meant to happen. <laughs> oh, breathe. <laughs> but I've had an incredible privilege of being a dad in this house. I will get it together. <laughs> I've had the incredible privilege of being a dad in this house, and I do count it as a privilege. And I felt like I wanted to leave this charge over you as a family, as our family. It comes from Psalm 107, uh, verse 35 to 38. And I think if I was to ask, if I was to ask each of you who of you may have come into this house, into this household, feeling like you were a desert or in a desert place, or maybe you felt like you were in a parched land. I think there would be many hands that were raised. And the scripture says he turns a desert into pools of water and a parched land into springs of water. And there he lets the hungry dwell. And I felt like God has provided this household for those, for many of, many of you that came in, maybe in a desert place and you found the desert to bring pools of water into your, out of the desert. You came in and you were able to gain pools of water, refreshing in your life through Oceanside. And maybe you have felt like you were in a parched land and coming into here, God enabled through healing and through relationship and through friendship to bring you into that place of springs of living water. And he's let you dwell here. There's hunger, there's definitely a hunger for more of God in this place, which is so wonderful and it says, and they establish a city to live in. And this is a good city, church. And I'm not talking about Nanaimo. I'm talking about the city of relationship and friendship that dwells within these four walls and outside in the community and connect groups in times of getting together. This is a good city. But then there's a charge to you out of the scripture, and it goes on to say, they sow fields and plant vineyards. And get a fruitful yield by his blessing they multiply greatly and I just felt like God's leaving you and uh, not my words but I trust it's his heart that you would take to heart the charge that God is giving you today that you would take what he's given you and the grace over your lives and the rich abundance he's brought you into in this place of Oceanside but you would take that and you would plant seeds Plant seals because there's still a, f- a, a yield of fruit that hasn't even begun to be established in this place. And I want to prophesy one of the last things that I speak over this church that the walls of this building are far too small, and that there's going to be the need to break out, to break in to the fullness of what God has for the future. And so just to thank you, thank, we thank you as a family from the bottom of our hearts for loving us, for drawing alongside of us. We thank you for every moment of, of lifting our arms up that many of you have done. We thank you for the relationships and friendships that we know are not going to end but we're on a journey and we know that we will keep in contact. But we thank you that you are an inheritance for us in Nanaimo and we rejoice and we look forward to hearing the stories of what God is going to do with you guys in the next future, in in the next season. So I just want to pray a blessing over you as a church as we leave. If you don't mind, if we can do that. So Father, I just thank you so much for this incredible, wonderful Absolutely uh, Precious Precious group of people. I thank you that you have established a city here that is good. I thank you that lord your heart is for each person in this place and lord Whether we've known people for five and a half years or whether we've known them for two weeks We're just so grateful and so privileged to have been on this journey with people That love you and are called according to your name and are called according to your purposes And Father, we thank you that we are linked not just by activity or by action, but we're linked by the Savior, Jesus Christ. We thank you that we're linked by you, that our call is the same, no matter whether we plant a church into Edmonton or whether we stay here. Our call remains the same for each one of us, that we would bring glory to your name. And so, Lord, we speak that over this congregation. And I ask that, Lord, you would pour out an abundance of your blessing, that, Father, they would know every single day you leading and guiding. And, Father, I pray that they would be open to your spirit, that they would never, never shut their ears to what you're doing. And, Lord we don't move or we don't stay or we don't do out of comfort but we want to do what you've called us to do so that we're in the center of your world because when we are in your world you get the glory and so jesus we declare that you are faithful and you are true and we speak your faithfulness we speak your truth we speak your love over this congregation your unconditional love and lord we say let it be so and let Fruit that is still yet to be seen. Multiply out of this building into into Nanaimo, into the neighboring towns, Lord. That there would be glory given to you and people would go, surely this is God. We thank you that we don't take these steps to bring glory to us. But we take these steps to say, Jesus, you are Lord. And we love you today as Lord and as Savior. And we give you all the glory in your precious name, Jesus. Amen.
2: I okay.
1: time, I can, I can Hi, I just wanted to add my thank you for like the last five and a half years. We really have loved being here. We felt so loved and accepted by you guys. And we, yeah, just thank you for the friendships.
2: There you go. All. Do you want to say anything? <laughs>
3: Okay, can I get everybody to stand to their feet? I just want to tell you a story quickly to honor this couple one more time. Uh, just one short one. But I remember about five and a half years ago sitting in the junction, and, um, and Grant Crawford was visiting us. I don't know if you guys remember Grant Crawford from Meritsburg in South Africa. But he was, Mike and, and some of the elders were talking about what God has for us in the next season. And Grant felt from God right then and there that he needed to sow his best. And Russ and Glenn and the, and the boys were his best. They were an incredibly pivotal couple in that church. And I don't know that we all even realize that because they won't tell you that. They're too humble. And so they ha- we've had another church's best sown. And I feel before God that we are sowing our best today. And um, so we want to honor you guys. You have been incredibly pivotal in this community. And can I tell you one other part of that story is that Grant texted Russ In that meeting, he said, hey, how do you feel about moving to Canada? And I was in the meeting the next day, Grant came back with a text saying, yes, we feel that's of God, right? And I just want that as a challenge to us because as much as this is a heart sore, sad thing because we're gonna miss them, but that I, I'm so challenged and encouraged by this couple and I know that they wouldn't have it any other way for us as a community, is that we're challenged and excited about what the Holy Spirit's doing in our midst and what He's got for us and what our inheritance is. And that I hope out of what we see happening here this morning, we see new church plants and quicker and and more and maybe somebody joining them. Maybe the Holy Spirit's turning in your heart right now that you're you calling you call to Edmondson that you need to go and help these guys. Let's not, let's not close our ears to the Holy Spirit right? because He's on the move and I know I can feel an excitement in my heart. I don't know what that is yet, but I know that He's churning up fallow ground in my life that I've let settle. right? So let that be a challenge to us guys as much as we're blessing these guys and sending them out, but that for us as a community, the Holy Spirit's doing something new in our midst and let's not close our years to that so can we stand and just give this this couple and their son such a round of applause as we send them out So bless you guys, hey? Please join us for the barbecue. Just want to reiterate what Andy said. We know you guys have words and promises and prophecies over them. Please bring those, hey? That's so special for them as they're going to this next season. Bless you, Oceanside. Thank you for coming out this morning.